Hello, homemakers. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy as a Homemaker podcast. I am Chandler, your host. Today is a very fun topic. We're talking all about toys. Um, This is something I've been wondering, pondering, researching for my own reasons. And I just thought that you all could benefit from it as well, because I know um, a lot of you are either pregnant or just got married and wanting kids, or you are in the throes of having littles. And I know that toys can be a point of contention for us as mamas. Um, especially because we talk a lot about like organization and keeping a clean home around here and toys can be a really big hindrance to that. I, as I have learned, um, as I've gotten deeper and deeper into like the toddler years and, and we've had our fair share of holidays now where we're so blessed with people just giving us things. Um, and just that desire to just want to buy all the things for your children, right? Which we're going to talk about all of that today. Before we jump in, Be sure to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review to be entered into my first monthly book giveaway, and that is going to be happening in February, probably the last Wednesday of the month. I don't know that date (laughs) off the top of my head, Um, but I yeah, I wanted to give you all like a couple of weeks notice just so like people could go ahead and start getting their reviews in. I have gotten several new reviews. If that has been you, thank you so much. I was just thinking like, okay, all all of my reviews right now on Apple are currently five star reviews. Not trying to like toot my own horn, but I just thank you so much if that if that was you. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be so sad when someone leaves me like a one star review because you know that's just the way that these things go. Like, um, I you know I know that it's gonna happen one day and I'm gonna be sad, but it's okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Um. So anyway. And, you know, I honestly really wouldn't mind if it's, like, not a troll, if it's, like, actually, like, valid criticism, you know? Like, I'm totally open to that. I always ask you all, I'm like, if you disagree with something that I say, please let me know, you know, if you feel like it's worth letting me know. But so far, like, I have such wonderful listeners. Like, you all are so nice, and I wish that we could all just be friends in real life because... As I've talked about with a lot of you, it's so hard to find like-minded women out in the world. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump in. So this episode is mainly geared towards moms of littles, like I guess five and under years old, I would say, because I'm a homemaker with littles and I've what I know right now is that you have a lot more, well... I don't really know because I haven't had older kids, but I, what I would guess is when you have littles, you just have a lot more control over this area. Um, not to say that when they get older, you don't have a say so, but I just feel like right now, like I have so much control over like what my kids play with, how many toys they have, all of those things. And Homemaking can be and often is a very overwhelming job, and I think that we need to take advantage of the areas in which we have control over when it's appropriate. So toys are supposed to be tools, right? They're meant to bless us. They're not meant to burden us. Um, They're enrichments to our children's lives, right? It's important that we don't let toys rule our days and ultimately ultimately our lives. Now, 
something that has been playing over and over in my head because this has been a process for me over the past couple of months that I keep revisiting. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily just the kind of person that's just like going to go from like all of these millions of toys to like five toys, you know, because it's just been something that I've gradually been, you know, over time, like going through my children's toys and just kind of deciding and like observing them and um, observing like what they play with or like when things are set up differently or how many toys are available to them, just kind of observing the situation. And something that I keep going back to is less toys equals less cleaning which equals more time with mommy, which at this point is all my kids really ever want, right? Like, like truly that's all that they want. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just my kids or I don't think that it is. I think that that's just how little kids are. Like, and obviously like, you know, I, I try to have a healthy amount of like, I do like there's a good part of the day where I am like busy doing things and my children are expected, you know, within reason to entertain themselves. Not so much the eight month old, but definitely my toddler, you know, there's sometimes where I'm just like, look, like I really need to fold these clothes so you can help me or you can go play, <laughs> you know, and more times than not, it's, she wants to go play. And that's great. Like, it's so great that, you know, we're so blessed that she has toys and books and, and all of those things. Um, and I think that, so I think that we really need to check our motives when we are thinking about all of this. Like we ought not to be selfish or lazy um, or pursuing some sort of Instagram aesthetic like minimalism, right? Um, and that's something that I've really been interested in lately. Like um, the idea that minimalism is actually kind of sinful or can be um, a sinful because people tend to idolize it or, um, like use it as a religion, right? Like in, in place of God, like minimalism is the goal. And I think minimalism can be a really great tool as a mother, but like we shouldn't deny our children blessings because it doesn't fit into this narrow path that is minimalism, right? Um, or, you know, if we're, if we're selfish or we're lazy and we don't, we don't want to clean up, you know, or we don't want like the, the, you know, like, let's say we're the crunchy mom, we identify as the crunchy mom and, um, maybe there's a light up blinky toy that our kid just loves and we don't, we don't want, it doesn't fit into like our crunchy mom identity. So it's like, no, gosh, no, you can't have that. You know, um, so we need to be doing what is best for our children. And with all that to say, I think that this is where so many parents have gotten tripped up, especially like the couple of generations behind us, like our parents and our grandparents, um, because this is like post-industrial revolution, you know, like things are being mass produced. There's a lot more money to go around. Um, we think that more is better right? Like, um, but that's not what the research says. And it's not what we experienced as kids. And it's not what we see our kids experience. So um, I'm going to tell like a little anecdotal story. And I don't know if 
I hope that it helps get the point across I'm trying to make here. So, like, as kids, like, we grew up very, like, we totally had every toy. I mean, the, the thing is, like, we didn't have, like, the latest and greatest necessarily. And, like, we definitely did not get everything that we wanted. But, like, we definitely had more than what a lot of people have. Okay, sorry to cut, sorry I cut off for a second, but yeah, like we definitely had plenty of toys, you know, we had all the thing, our Christmases were very blessed, like, you know, no complaints as far as like toys in my childhood. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so anyway, but, but I remember like my sister and I, so my sister and I are like two and a half, three years apart and like we were totally like best friends like we played together all the time we had like different games that we played and I remember we always kind of noticed that like when we had less toys like if we were in um like if we were staying with my aunt and uncle and like we we couldn't bring all of our toys like we always played the best games you know if we were only because you know we'd be going on a trip my mom'd be like look you can only bring like one bag of toys we would you know be really intentional about what the toys we were taking and on our trip like we would just we would get so creative and we would just you know and and it was just weird to us because we didn't know and we would just be like wow like why was it so much more fun when we were at the lake and like we only had five toys and now we're home. We have all of our toys and it's not as fun. And um, so here's my little anecdotal story. So throughout my childhood, like we had that typical um, plastic Fisher Price dollhouse for a long time. And we had like a lot of the Fisher Price like dollhouse setup stuff um, that we had just like accumulated over years or like people gave us stuff, you know, like we had a ton of like dollhouse setup stuff and we loved to play dollhouse. We loved to play setups. We had like all these different games we would play, my sister and I. And um, I remember like our favorite part was always like setting up the house. Like we loved to do that, you know? And uh, anyway, so at some point, I think we were like 11 and 13, maybe. That's another thing. Like <gasps> my sister and I played I think way later than kids typically did and especially don't anymore, which is so sad. You know, like we had such a long, a beautifully long childhood. Like I was still playing with toys when I was like 14. <laughs> but anyway, um, when, when we were older, we got, someone gave it to us or like my parents found it at a garage sale or something. It was like this huge Victorian wooden dollhouse. And it was like enormous. And my parents um, like refinished it for us and bought all of this like nice wooden furniture for it. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And it had like everything. It had all the rooms. It had bath. It had a bathroom. It had a kitchen. It had, you know, bedrooms. And it was just beautiful. And I remember we like never played with it. And which breaks my heart now, you know, I'm like, I'm so sorry, mom and dad, um, you guys spent your time and your money on this. And I just remember like, we went to play with it and we were just like, not into it. And time went on and it just sat there collecting dust. And um, I, I wonder, looking back now, what I know, I wonder if it's because our creative juices were kind of cut off because we had everything we needed you know and I'm going to talk about that a little more if that's like if you're like what are you talking about I'm going to talk about like what exactly I mean in a little bit um so anyway that's just like a story that I have and and on that note like 
my family, we are all very creative. Like, um, like my sister has a super creative job. She's, um, like in like social media marketing, she has her own business and my brother works for her as well. They're both like very creative. You know, I obviously like, I like to write and do this podcast and I've always been just, I like to create, you know, thing, cooking and all of those things. Like we're all very, very creative. And my parents were really good. Um, like even though, we did, we definitely had more toys than we ever could have ever possibly quote unquote needed. Like we were very spoiled, but, but my parents also didn't feel guilty for not buying us like the latest and greatest toys, you know, like as far as I know, like maybe they did sometimes, but they, at least that's never what they put out to us. They were like, you know, you should be grateful for what you have. There are kids that wonder if they're going to eat today and you just are wondering what toy you're going to play with you know like um and i and i think that bred a sense of like really um intense gratitude and um also just being forced to be creative and i was going to talk about this in a bit but i'll just go ahead um like in our own lives um in as adults i have found this to be true like now that we are living on one income even though like my husband does make very good money. Um, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean that in like a bracky way. I just mean like he, you know, we have, we have money, but like we still live on one income, you know, and we have two kids. And so I have gotten, to, I have had to cut back on certain things that like when we had, you know, two incomes, like I might just be a little bit more, um, frivolous with my money. And in terms of like, okay, instead of buying new books, I'm like, oh, wait, do I have books that I haven't read that I need to, that I need to read? Yes. Um, instead of buying new clothes, can I tailor something to fit me better? Can I maybe turn a piece of clothing into something else? Um, or can I just shop my closet and see what I have, right? Um, so, okay, let's go ahead and get into the next part of the episode, which I'm going to talk about the cons of children having too many toys. So, first of all, it's distracting. Um, it, it distracts children to have messes and we find that we find these truths to be true in our own lives. So we have to assume that of course, it's true for our kids as well. Um, it just manifests differently. I remember wondering that with my daughter, like, um, you know, when her room was a mess a lot of the time. And I remember wondering, like, I wonder if that bothers her, you know, and we often think like, no, it doesn't bother her. Like, she's only two. But it does. Um, our children's brains are less developed than us, not more. We're more mature and it bothers us. So we have to assume that it would bother them as well. Um, it gives them decision fatigue. I talk about that a lot on this show. Um, decision fatigue is when your brain is so overwhelmed with so many, like for them, so many different things they could play with. They don't know what to do. So they just don't. And we find that to be true in our, like, okay, let me give you an example in your life. When your kids go down for a nap, you're like, Oh, what do I do? I could, I could read my Bible. I could clean the house. I could do the, you know, I could do the dishes. I could cook dinner. I could get a workout in. Um, I could read a book. I could work on this project. I could work on decision fatigue, right? Like you're like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to sit here and scroll on my phone. Um, 
it's messy. Okay, so messes are stressful to us and our children. Um, and then also like just stressing us out stresses our children out too. Like mine, at least I feel like they can tell, um, or they, um, they suffer when I am stressed. Um, you're wasting a lot of time cleaning. Like I was saying earlier, less mess, less toys equals less mess equals more time with mama. Um, kids that have way more than what they need are typically not taught how to value something, how to take care of what you have, right? Like if your child has six train sets, they're not going to care if they break three. If they have one train set and that's all they have and they don't know, you know, if they break it, if they're going to get a new one, they're going to probably be a lot more likely to take really good care of it because that's all they have, right? And that's what we want to instill in our children is to take care of what they have. Um, like I said earlier, it hinders creativity. Uh, like I said, I've seen this in my own life in terms of money. I'm forced to be creative with decor, clothing. Um, I've become way more thrifty with DIYs, with dinners and desserts, um, with entertaining myself and my children. Um, you're, you're just forcing your, by not having everything you want, you are just forcing yourself to be more creative, which is a good thing. Um, by giving your children every little thing that they want, um, even if, like, even if you don't have the money to, like, you know, you know, you can be, like, poor and still do this, you know, um, you can still spoil your child and just buy them, like, all of these Dollar Tree things, and, you know, um, it, it's creating this habit of always wanting more. It's creating, um, your, an ungrateful spirit in your child, and it's spoiling your child, which literally means to make them go bad, right? Um, it's not loving to give your child everything they want. Like, let's look at God and how God does not give us everything that we want for our own good, right? Um, I knew kids in high school. I grew up in a very wealthy part of Atlanta, a very wealthy suburb of Atlanta. Uh, where kids, like my high school, um, I knew kids that drove brand new Porsches and like big, like jacked up trucks that were like brand new. Um, that was like my high school <laughs> in a T. Um, and I had a couple of friends that were really, you know, well off and they would tell me like, oh, my, my parents grew up poor and they wanted me to have everything I wanted. Um, they didn't want me to have to work, that kind of thing. Like, and these kids, I've, you know, kept in touch with some, you know, not like we're friends really, but um, they ended up having no life skills and uh, ended up getting an art degree at a big university. And now they live at home and don't know how to cook boxed mac and cheese, right? Like, it's not, I mean, obviously, I know this is like, we're talking about toys and now we're talking about university, like big stretch there, Chandler. But this is, you know, this is true. We are creating their appetites. We're creating our children's appetites for stuff, right? We're shaping who they will be as adults. Um, people who have everything they want 
aren't necessarily happier. Like how many miserable celebrities do we know? Most, mostly all of them, right? Like they're mostly all miserable and they have every last thing that they, material thing that they could possibly dream of, right? Um, and, uh, oh, the last point I was going to say, they, it's too overwhelming for children to clean up after this themselves when they have an absolute disaster. I mean, come on, it's, it's too overwhelming for me, right? Like, of course it's overwhelming for a child when, when they've been playing for an hour and they've just pulled out every, you know, if let's say there's 300 toys, pieces of toys and just all over the, and you say, okay, time to clean up. Of course they're going to throw a fit. I mean, gosh, like where would you even begin? Right. Um, and I'm not like excusing sin. I'm just saying like, let's, um, not be the stumbling block for our children. Let's make it easier for them by, um, if, if, if they've been playing and, and there's only 10 toys out, maybe some books, that's easy, right? That's, you can reasonably expect a toddler to do that or a young child. Um, so, like I said, we find this to be true in our own lives. We are fully developed adults, so of course it's true for our kids as well. It just manifests differently. Um, okay, so that's really all I'm going to give. Uh, oh, I'm going to end with a long quote from an article I found. From The website is lifewithlessmess.com, the case for less toys. So... This part is called the research on too many toys. When children have fewer toys to play with, they can actually focus better and play more creatively. And she gave an article link. More toys actually reduced the quality of the children's playing. We think that the more toys kids have, the more occupied they will be. But it turns out that quite the opposite is true. If your kid has ever played with nothing but a cardboard box for hours, I'm sure you can imagine this to be true. But what will happen if we stop? It will be okay. If they don't have the entire complete set of the Lego line they're collecting, it will be okay. Not having every Barbie with every imaginable career is fine. If they don't have the entire collection of American Girl dolls and accessories, it will be okay. If they don't have the latest game system, the best games, the latest Nerf gun, it will be okay. The stuff becomes a habit. The buying, the wanting. But once we snap out of that mindset, maybe even wander towards minimalism, which I've talked about minimalism, not necessarily the goal, we're on the path to recovery, the path to simplicity and contentment. So what will your kids do without all the toys? They'll use their imagination. They'll be creative. They'll read. They'll pretend the regular Barbie is a veterinarian Barbie. They'll create their own Lego build. They'll color. They'll put on plays. And the more they use their imaginations, the more they will use their imaginations. Instead of relying on stuff, they'll rely on themselves and they'll appreciate what they have and do a better job of taking care of it. Not always because they're still kids, but more than they did before. So I really, I just really like that quote. I really like that article. Um, I'll link it below. It's a good, it's a good read. It's quick. Um, yeah. So I'm going to end there. And I'm going to continue over on Patreon. We're going to talk a little bit more practically what this looks like lived out, what to do with gifted toys, how many toys do children need to thrive and be happy. Um, I'm going to give, I asked my Instagram followers some tips on 
on toys. The, the ones that felt like they had their toy situation on lockdown. Um, and how to glow up your toy situation. Because um, my Patreon community is called the Homemaker Glow Up Community. So we're going to be talking about all about like glowing up that area of your life. So I will leave a link to the Homemaker Glow Up Community. It's $5 a month. There's a lot of other stuff on there. I try to post um, a couple times a month on that community. There's weight loss stuff and all kinds of things on there. Uh, re different resources, um, goal setting. I talk about that a little bit. But anyway, I hope I really enjoyed this episode and I hope that you all did too. And I look forward to hearing you talk about it and um, hearing your thoughts about it and whatnot. So you all have a wonderful rest of your week.